0: You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on the Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce. Joyce, we have no idea when the 2023 Emmys will take place.
1: Possibly in 2024.
0: It's going to be great. Uh, Since we last spoke, we did a little, we did a pre-record. So this happened, I think, last week, but we did not talk about it together that the Emmys finally did the thing we all knew they would do, which is move off the September 18th date. Creative Arts Emmys also kicked to the curb from September uh, 10th, I believe they were, and 11th, right? 9th and 10th. Sure. Gone. Now we don't, all of this is undated. See you in January, maybe. Fox wants it supposedly in January.
1: I mean, it's like we all knew this was happening. Um, You know, the Academy prefers November which i do as well actually i just prefer anything before 2024
0: so i was looking at the calendar it's 2024 monday is the, uh, J- J- january 1st is a monday you're mm-hmm. not going to do it then maybe you do it tuesday the second because if you don't uh january 7th is the golden globes a sunday january 14th is the critics choice awards also a sunday and then January, and then you go to January twenty first and twenty eighth are open on Sundays. Then into February, you're into SAG, I guess, right? And the Oscars are in March. SAG is last uh, February twenty fourth. So maybe they should do it on a weekday, like a Wednesday.
1: September eighteenth is a weekday. That was, it was
0: it's a Monday. Um, maybe like a Wednesday. What do you think?
1: like that's fine like i mean the the thing is it's it actually i take that back it i i want them to be in 2023 before globe nominations because yeah. that's gonna recognize um stuff from the emmy cycle we're currently in
0: so that's the, the biggest problem right for. yeah like but so they
1: should happen before globe nominations
0: so i was trying to look i was trying to look this up just before i can't see when the, they i don't think they announce when the globe nominations will take place yet i'm assuming they're usually in early december but they yes. did not actually announce it the show is the seventh like we said uh yeah so that would be sometime in november which they don't want to do for football reasons
1: Yes. That's, but that's Fox. That's the Fox Correct. one's January.
0: But also Fox could just do it anytime.
1: Yeah. Also, Fox, they, I mean, they have like, the, there's a bunch of award shows in November. It's like one of the country music awards. I don't know which one is like either ACM or
0: CMA. I don't know. <laughs> who knows? Uh, also, I got to say. The people who are going to watch the Emmys will watch the Emmys. The people who aren't gonna watch the Emmys are never gonna watch the Emmys.
1: No, but I I like I think like the Academy understands that. The Oscars, the Oscars people don't, because they're always desperate to reel in the public. Right. But like the the Emmy people, they they understand.
0: They know. I would think Fox would understand that too though. I don't understand what they would gain gain by holding it to January. It's
1: it's I think they just think they have more real estate i mean the the other thing is is like we still don't know when the both strikes sure be resolved. so today is august 2nd and um the studios uh reached out to the wga last night and they're gonna restart negotiations on friday that doesn't mean they're gonna hammer anything out (laughs) like within the next week um because at the, the last strike, they started, it started early November, 2007, and they started negotiating again, end of November, 2007. And they didn't strike a deal until February 2008. So mm-hmm. it's still be another three months or who knows, and there's still, you know, SAG negotiations too, to do. Um, so like, you know, having like eyeing January also makes sense, because we don't know when the strikes will end it'll buy them more time that way too versus November, even though for, you know, multiple, multiple reasons, Emmy makes uh, the November date makes more sense
0: to. I almost, so they haven't actually dated it at all, right? It's pointedly. So do you think there's a world where it just doesn't happen and they just do the press release? They're going to do the winners. Obviously I the mean, voting they, is still happening.
1: They, they should, I think, you know, a lot of fans would be upset um, and not having a speech. Mm-hmm um from certain actors um who they've been wanting or uh, waiting to see win
0: like Kieran um, Culkin we want to see his speech
1: yeah movie. and like Sarah Stock
0: you know i guess what i would think is i i i'm not going to be bad faith chris i'm going to say like there's no way that even fox or the television academy thinks that it's a good idea to give out awards for this cycle of emmy this cycle of shows while other shows are giving out for the next cycle there's no way that that could be a realistic thing that people aren't I mean, aware you know of what?
1: there's there's a there's not a lot of bright people in these uh, top spots so. i kind
0: of think there are enough and i think they're <laughs> going to be like no i do and i think that they're not going to be like this is a good idea mm-hmm. that this is joy so i almost wonder would it make more sense than to just say we're going to announce the winners and then we'll do a show like a, a celebration like this is what they kind of did maybe for the tonys right during COVID or whatever it was just like we're not gonna really. The, this this is fucked. We we know it's fucked, and we're just gonna like make it work on the fly. And here's who won, and then we could do some speeches. But it's not gonna be like a full lavish ceremony like we've seen in the past. And we'll just pick things up again for the 24 Emmys in September. But they still,
1: uh, I mean, that was just delayed until September, um, the following year. But like they they still announced the winners on the show. Um, yeah, I
0: think they can do the winners first and then do a show. And that's the winner's in, like, November or whatever. There's really no reason not to.
1: I mean, that's that's also the issue, because, like, for the Tonys, like, Broadway was shut down, so they didn't have to wor- worry about other award shows, you know, like the Drama Desk Awards or anything, because mm-hmm. there, there were no productions. But there is TV currently that, you know, other awards groups will be recognizing come January that she- the Emmys are behind because of the different calendar they use yeah but the other thing is is like if if the strikes um do not end by the fall uh, then those january award shows could be pushed too and the oscars could be pushed. like we could have another april oscars you know we could have the globes in february again like we did two years ago mm-hmm. you know and critics choice in march
0: so maybe then the emmys would have their own little uh thing i'm much more optimistic that this will just end a lot sooner than you are but uh, I think and I No, I, think I don't because I, I don't that.
1: have like faith in any of them like so I kind of I do. expect I, the worst
0: I'm gonna expect I'm not expecting the worst I'm expecting this I'm, I'm expecting the worst is that they're cynical the worst for me is that they're cynical enough to have already mapped all this out and they're just gonna do this but that oh, doesn't yeah, really but like they're also
1: that. oh they know exactly what they the studios were talking about they yes. need to acquiesce to but they're also sociopaths so no.
0: Well. I guess we'll see. I think they're just like we already know. We already built this in, and we got it all planned out for our balance yeah, sheet. But the
1: thing is, it's like
0: quarterly a lot of, reports, and that's it.
1: A lot of the like like Amazon and Apple, they're not in the business of producing media, like true Apple studios and networks are. So they have other resource like sources of income, and you know they're to stay afloat. Really, like this is a side hustle for them making TV shows. Um, and Netflix has like foreign acquisitions and everything they could dine off of. So like, they're going to be fine forever. So,
0: well, that's why, see, I actually think I'm not sure Apple and Amazon are holding it up. I mean, I can see Netflix being, since Netflix, it's a core business for them. I think it's more realistic to imagine Netflix and mostly Netflix holding it a little bit. Just oh yeah. Yeah. Not yeah, like Amazon is like, selling stuff. Right? I'm just Where saying
1: Apple like Amazon it. and Apple are not going to be troubled at all
0: no one, i don't think they're trouble one way or the other though i think they're just like let us know what it is and we'll tell yeah, you yeah no
1: they oh, don't they don't care but like they're they're not, they're gonna not... like the other like actual studio like actual tv studios like, right they, once they run out of content right
0: yeah no they don't care about the content they're just like keep selling stuff yeah. uh but yeah no i think it'll be i just i'm i really don't want it. january i think is just a bad idea it's just stupid <laughs> It just is not good, and I'm I'm hopeful that they all know that it's a bad idea. Not just because it's so; it also is just like, boy, you're. I, mean, you I think the
1: the the TV Academy definitely knows
0: it's a bad idea. I mean, you didn't change the voting, right? Voting is still happening here. We're voting, voting is still going
1: to start August seventeenth mm-hmm. and end August twenty eighth. So then they'll just be counted up and sealed until God knows there. when.
0: Just sitting there. Yeah, feels like not the greatest thing. I'm, hope- I'm Remember hopeful.
1: Remember when um, the SAGs pre-recorded their ceremony into like a one hour episode two years ago and then mm-hmm. there were weeks a couple days before because they did the pre-record like five days before the actual airing on um, TNT and TBS?
0: Yeah. I guess th- that's one of the reasons I'm hopeful is that they'll come up with something because I'm just like, everything was pretty flexible and fungible for co- during COVID when all this stuff was canceled, but they didn't want to cancel it. And like, there's really no reason to not you know, like, it's already going to be, it's already kind of, if you're moving off the date you had planned, it's already kind of wrecked. So why not just like think of something else, right? Like it's not going to be the same Emmys or whatever. And that's fine. Like we could do something different maybe for one year. I don't know. I think they could come up with something.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, COVID was different because there were no strikes. It's just, they couldn't be in person. So everything was just on Zoom. This is like, they want people there. And the other thing is this year just happens to also be the 75th annual emmys so they're they're embossing the statue web at 75 you know mm-hmm. um, so i do think because it is you know a, a key anniversary they do once like a ceremony right. to you know celebrate it and mark it so
0: maybe do a ceremony and then have the winners already announced that's that we might that would be my production suggestion
1: listen i don't actually need a ceremony like i like the globes when they just did the press conference with the winners in 2008 i was totally fine
0: so memorable i love yeah. it so much it one, was one so of my quick. favorite award shows yeah my favorite ones uh i guess we'll see i don't know I, I i can't imagine they'll make any decisions like i don't think they'll announce a single thing about the emmys before the strikes are over frankly
1: i think they're gonna you know like since they are re- restarting negotiations with WGA this week, they're going to see how that goes. Like yeah. well, sure we'll hear about it at midnight on Friday, you know?
0: Yeah. And then um, we'll, but I think that means like whenever it is, like we'll say like, if it's September, then they'll be like, oh, we're going to do this in November or December. I mean, they could easily do it December. I know Fox, like I, I don't know what, like, first of all, the other thing is these net, like Fox that would not doesn't have a lot of, doesn't have anything to put on with the strikes right like i mean what are they putting on right like they're gonna um, have to... i mean
1: like all all the broadcast members just have reality shows. so
0: it's like it's not like it's like there's a big uh
1: well that's what what i mean i'm like it you sh- it should be before the globe nominations which will recognize so uh, then we're talking maybe after, thanksgiving,
0: after thanksgiving maybe on a tuesday
1: like before the globes and critics choice do their that's when
0: it should be TV Academy Fox Fox people watching this. Like it's this still it's cool.
1: still in 2023.
0: It needs to still be in 23. You can't give out awards for this. It's like, you just can't do it. The other thing is like what's gonna happen, Joyce, which I know you'll hate, is that when it ends up happening in January, the, all the peanut gallery is gonna be like they should change the Emmy cycle anyway. No. And I know, I know, but you know that's gonna happen, and you're gonna be oh, mad. People,
1: like people have always like the wrong people have always been arguing this. I'm like, why the fuck would you want a 222nd award show in the fucking winter? But it's the gonna top happen. Of everything you know. else you already have, and then you'll just have w- rubber stamping all the way through. You know like that's the best happen. part about the Emmys is that it's by itself, and they can still, um, in a lot of cases, make their own decisions. They have like their own system, their own calendar. And they're like the fun part about it is like there are no precursors to it. Like you could kind of consider the winter ones, but it's like different shows contending there and different shows contending at the Emmys. Like that's what makes it fun. <laughs> like the Oscars are so boring now.
0: <laughs> I, I, you know, though, people are going to be already, they're oh, going to be like, course. this is ridiculous. Why like, no. is it on a different calendar? I no. never realized this. Now I have to be very invested in this. I never I mean, thought I of I deal it. with
1: that like every uh, july with the nominations because people don't understand like especially this year with beef season two people are like where the fuck is jamie lee curtis i'm like oh I'll look for her next year
0: <laughs> the bear not beef but yes yes yeah. the bear
1: <laughs> why isn't jamie yes, lee the, curtis bear. There? The, same thing. the beef and the bear <laughs>
0: the beef and the bear it, well it's called the beef i do that all the time so it makes me happy well
1: hear. was i watching that i was like this will be on season three of the bear i don't remember i was watching something yesterday I
0: I, I got to say I'm, I'm a little I saw a photo of Jeremy Allen White we're big fans of him here I would say right I love him uh, are
1: you a shameless man
0: no but I am a Jeremy Allen White fan and uh, I've been I love his paparazzi photos always walking around with a, a ratty ass Mets hat choice yesterday I, today I was looking at my Twitter feed there he is at Dodger Stadium wearing a fucking Dodgers hat
1: well you know he just doesn't want to get attacked. I mean, you I, know how the Dodgers fans they're are. They're pretty. I've, I've been to Dodger Stadium. They're not great.
0: They're yeah. not great, but I mean, come on, man.
1: I I did not wear a Mets hat. He there. needs
0: like a he needed like a nondescript Kendall Roy hat that has no logo.
1: He needed the the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, black caps.
0: Or uh, the Roblox the Roblo NFL hat. How about that one? But MLB, uh, love Jeremy Allen White, but man, stick with the Mets, bud. It's fine. Uh, Joyce, Joyce, we're gonna do. We have episode submissions
1: which don't really matter, but fun to talk about, I guess.
0: Would be fun if they did matter. That I think. Yeah, like it, would, that it would be
1: fun if we were still in the tape system and they didn't matter.
0: Why, why, don't, why don't we go back to the tape system? Wouldn't that be so much fun? I would love
1: to. I mean, the tape system was has a lot of flaws. I wouldn't say it's perfect, but it made things interesting because you could see um, what people responded to. And like in the tape system, it's like just a group of like, 60 to 80 people whatever i mean back in the day they would actually go to a screening room and watch all the submissions like the entire day in that category and then vote but yeah it's like and then you you see like what people choose and how and then like especially back in like the 90s and stuff like shows they would write emmy tapes for their act like aaron sorkin did that for everyone on the west wing like he told bradley whitford in season two he was like this will be your emmy tape great it was um so yeah like it's it's not perfect but I think it's more fun and it kind of makes the discussion more interesting because it really uh kind of invites people who are following it to just go more in depth about it instead of just being like oh this person can win because of like their narrative or whatever although that doesn't really happen with the Emmys but it's like you know that it's a popular show and they they could just be a coattail win you know stuff like that Mm -hmm. Um, like like we would have a lot of different winners in the past um eight years under the tape system and uh i'll just say right now i don't think any of the succession succession actors would win with the tape system just like how the madman actors flopped under the tape system until it changed and then john ham won for the final season (laughs)
0: What would you? What what is one that you would say like that? You're like, oh, that would have won in a tape system recently. Can you think of any?
1: Um, like their submissions, submissions wise. Um, and well, like this year, I think Rachel Brosnahan would absolutely win under the
0: tape system. Great, great, great segue too, because we could start with comedy choice. Uh, so her tape was the four minutes, which is the finale. It's a great tape. Mm-hmm. Uh for others it was Christine Applegate dead to me we've reached the end which i believe is the finale yeah, as well. Mm-hmm. Quinta Brunson did teacher's conference choice.
1: Um it's that's that's the the one when she and Gregory kiss under yes. that flower exhibition. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Dead Man's Hand was the poker face episode for Natasha Leone and Friend or Woe for Wednesday and Jenna Ortega. So yeah, I think Rachel Brosnan definitely has the best episode, certainly, right? Based on that list.
1: Yeah, because it it shows like she has uh a, a full segment in the middle just on her when Mitch mm-hmm. does her routine and you know, has like comedy and there's drama and a lot of emotion, and there's range. I mean, also range in terms of the time jumps because it ends in two thousand five.
0: <laughs> yep. Yet in our combined odds, she's still way behind Rachel. Uh, Rachel Brosnan. She's still way behind Quinton Brunson. You and I. I think Category.
1: It's just like I don't. I don't know. It's. It's like. I mean, I, again, like I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if Quinta won. I, and I, we've talked about this before. Like this is the perfect time for Quinta to win. Certainly. Um, uh, and that episode is like it's it's okay. I guess I I don't even know like what else I would submit for her
0: none of the comedy ones felt like really surprising to me or even like re- revelatory for actor it's bill hater did uh for bear you're charming jason siegel did imposter syndrome for shrinking martin short did the tell uh which is a great episode for him jason sudegas did so long for a well, while the finale and jeremy white did uh the bear brujol which i think is also the finale
1: yeah like bill's other option would have just been tricky legacies which mm-hmm. is the, the the fifth one and that's the one he's in the most and that also like resets the show uh with the time jump Um uh, but your charming is fine that's when he escapes prison mm-hmm. jason siegel that's the one when when he's drunk right let I me think. take a look i don't know what the shrinking episode titles unfortunately.
0: i don't know the shrinking episode titles either which is sad because I i do know one of them Boop is a good one. Imposter syndrome. Yeah, boop,
1: boop is Jessica's.
0: Yeah, boop is a great one. Would have been a great one for all of them. Uh, Imposter syndrome is yeah. Uh, I think Harrison Ford gets high in a weed gummy, and then uh, they have the party, I believe, right, and all these different right. things happen. Yeah, that's good.
1: So yeah, so under the tape system, you really excelled in comedy. If you were drunk, like mm-hmm. Jim Parsons, he knew how to maximize his submissions. Uh, with those kinds of tapes, and he won four times. Um, yeah, obviously that was Martin's tape. Is was obvious when we watched it a, over a year ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jason Sudeikis, he had better. Uh, I don't even know if say uh, he would have better options. Plural, I think probably his best option would have been Mom City because he actually had material there, and then the scene with Becky and Baker. So long for a while, he doesn't really do anything like people are just kind of saying goodbye to him the whole I, time
0: i would totally agree it felt like the, the cl- culmination of ted as a character was mom city but i understand yeah. doing the finale because it's the finale right and i guess they're just like he's just like we're gonna everybody's watching it it's got all most like writing nomination directing nomination It just might as well just like who cares basically but i agree i was kind of if i was if it was a handicapping this i would have had mom city in the lead for him yeah
1: And then Jeremy, obviously the bear, the finale. So
0: great uh, moments for him in the finale.
1: And then he's going to win.
0: Still hilarious that uh, John Bernthal has Brejol as his episode when he's literally like three three seconds. Three seconds. Uh, Supporting actor in a comedy, Joyce Anthony Kerrigan had It Takes a Psycho from Barry. Phil Dunster did Mom City for Ted Lasso. Brett Goldstein did La Locker Room a Falls. James Marsden did Ineffective Assistance, which I think you called. Uh, the J- Eben Moss Bacharach did Cersei's. Uh, Tyler James Williams did educator of the year and Henry Winkler did Best place on earth
1: um I think I mean this is the as we've said the most competitive category and um I think in general these were all great submissions I would say the only one that's probably iffy is Brett's so, like that's the one where he has just like the press conference at the end i mean i like when i did watch it i was like oh that's gonna be his emmy clip but i don't know if like that whole episode was that good for him i think like his funniest material was in amsterdam with the
0: bicycle um amsterdam would have been a good one or again not to keep going back but like mom city would have been been good too i think for him
1: um yeah i wouldn't have done mom city i i would have done like maybe chelsea for him right i think Mm -hmm. that's yeah, Chelsea. But like that's one, but everyone else nailed it. Like Henry didn't really have a lot of options. That was, you know, his one-man show. Anthony it takes a cycle, of course, you know, his um reaction to Christopher's death. Phil, Mom City, duh, James, obviously an effective assistance, like him reading lines with Ronalds for Lone Pine. And that's also the writing nominee. Um, Emin. Yeah. And like, yeah, TJ Dubs. You know, we've been saying since Educate of the Year, it was like, this is a great meta-submission. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, it's... He probably has, like, better acting moments in other episodes of Avid, but, you know, he does get to give a speech in the episode. Right. I feel like this episode, like, he's more reactionary to stuff because he has that moment when um and Walter tells him why he needs to accept the award.
0: Um emmy nominee in our hearts mm-hmm. maybe next year if the show exists next year in time for the emmys who knows uh which choice would they would they hold it the, would they change the, the cycle if there's if it goes on into january what do you think
1: no they
0: i they mean i don't know why you would change
1: the cycle because it's well, not- would they
0: change the eligibility would they extend the eligibility period
1: no, because there's still shows. Like we've right. already had the bear. We're gonna have murders next week.
0: Like they're running like out shows. of shows. There's, we're running out of shows. I guess would be my like idea.
1: they they could run out of shows, but like there, shows
0: there are still been. shows. There are still shows that exist. We're running out of like legitimate Emmy shows. I feel like
1: there it, it'll be a problem for the following cycle. Really, sure, it's sure. just kind of like how in 2020 you know that the emmys that year was still fine because we had the shows or they already aired yeah. like ozark aired that march march 2020 but was the and font, but then, right. yeah and then in 2021 yeah we had bridgerton emily in paris <laughs> yeah
0: so uh supporting actress alex borstein did the test rose deal a no-brainer right like i mean that was like immediately like a choice Iowa berry did a review a excuse me janelle james did fundraiser Lee ralph did fire totally expected juna temple did we'll never have paris hannah waddingham did international break which is her big episode i think and then jessica williams did boop which is a great episode for her
1: yeah i think under a tape system this would be between alex and cheryl
0: yeah i agree
1: cheryl's, cheryl's tape is very similar to her tape last year because she did new tech last year, and it's just another one of, you know, Bar- Barbara kind of like resisting help, mm-hmm. and then she comes around to it at the end. Um, and then Janelle, um, that's that's a decent tape, I guess, for this season. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm trying to think, like, what else. Had, i feel like
0: her she was not as there was not as much of a standout stuff for her this season
1: yeah like last year she had ava versus superintendent which right. was
0: great um in our odds i i Iowa is still just cruising here
1: yeah i think io's best stuff is in season two but that's a fine tape for her in season one review and um Juno, um uh, she also did not have a lot of options and that is a, not a great episode but she tried her best um
0: and with, it worked cuz she got you know. nominated so
1: well not for this specific episode no, she was saying. nominated because they like her and the show but like i i understand why she submitted this episode yeah even though it's not the best no. episode or storyline for keely no Hannah had other options too, but I understand why she did this one because she gets the, the big speech in the boardroom. um, And then she rejects uh, What's-His-Face.
0: Yeah. I, she could have done Amsterdam, I think would have been an easy one for her to yeah, do. Yeah,
1: I think that's that's more comedic too, just like with Brett. Um, and then, I mean, she had some like nice moments in the finale too, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But I understand why she did that one. And then, yeah, Jessica Boob was a good one for-
0: uh, should we go to drama?
1: Drama? Uh, it's
0: just going to be three shows, really. The so lead actor was... Uh, we could start with actresses, because we did actresses for comedy first, but Sharon Horgan did Saving Grace. Uh, Melanie Linsky did Burial. Elizabeth Moss did Safe for Handmaid's Tale. Bill Ramsey did When We Are In Need. Uh, Carrie Russell did Lambs in the Dark, and Sarah Snook did Tailgate Party.
1: uh yeah sarah i still think she should have gone with connor's wedding but tailgate is fine like
0: it felt like she was gonna do that one i don't know i understand why connor's wedding like you had mentioned gives a different shade to shiv that hopefully would keep the sexists who don't like her at bay and tailgate party is like white caps basically
1: yeah it's like his and hers obviously matthew also did tailgate spoiler alert but um yeah it's still a fantastic tape for her so um i mean she also had several options this season too so she can really go wrong it's like it's not like i i think she would have chosen something i mean like where was there even like an episode where that would be bad for her i don't even know
0: um i don't think so no
1: yeah i mean like it was obvious like her top two options would be this and connor's wedding um melanie should have done digestive
0: so i was really wondering why she didn't do that one digestive is when she uh, has the great monologue uh, the pointing carjacker. gun at the carjacker yeah. that was like her most viral moment for the year yes so you could argue that should have been the episode but
1: yes i feel Barrio, like she she did burial in protest of christina ricci's and Sophia lisa's snopes because they're a lot more prominent in that episode
0: that'd be pretty awesome if that's true Um, (laughs) yeah i don't i don't like like we said it doesn't really matter that much and like it's not like she's bad in this like but just the like the standout material or at least the thing that people remember i think was that scene in episode three which is djs steve but
1: yeah, and then this one she she just basically this is after they the adults have reunited and she just yeah. carries a
0: goat. Well, I guess right. she has a little bit of the the uh, Sean is going through like processing the trauma of losing her baby in the woods, right, from the previous episode. And so like adult Sean is like re, like they they showed yeah. us that in the previous episode, and adult Sean is like grappling with that years later, right, in that episode. So I understand like emotionally why it kind of makes sense, and it's probably like the highlight. Or emotional high point of the season, maybe for her, but I could make the case for the third episode too.
1: Yeah. um, That's a that's a good one for Bella.
0: Very good. That's the one with uh, Scott Shepherd and the Cannibals, oh. where she has to murder him because he's an awful mm-hmm. uh, rapist.
1: Yeah. And then Carrie, that this is the one when she shoves uh, Rufus Sewell into the bushes. So, yes. Insane. And then Lizzie just hit the finale, which, sure. Mm hmm. Um, and Sharon also did the finale. Uh, I, I, she probably had better options too, but I understand doing the finale, I guess. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, For actor, Jeff Bridges did one from the old man. It's the first episode. Brian Cox did rehearsal, which we expected. Kieran did church and state also expected. Bob did saw gone from Better Call Saul, expected. Pedro Pascal did Kin. And Jeremy Strong did With Open Eyes.
1: Yeah, none of these were super surprising. Like, Kieran could have done Kill List, but this is... He actually did what Sarah did not, and he of the more emotional mm-hmm. play of Church and State. But yeah, all of these are not surprising
0: at are all. Are you surprised it's... that, like, Pedro did... The sixth episode here, which is Kin instead of the finale or the first episode. I don't know.
1: No, I mean I guess like pilots are always easy options. Like Jeff did the pilot just because that establishes the show and the character. But no, that that's a that's a good one for him. Um,
0: and Kieran in Church and State makes sense, though I think he could have had many options as well. Like I could have given him. America decides living plus the finale. He just was great the whole way through kill list. just bangers. he ruled
1: i I don't think he should have done the finale because that was very much yeah. Kendall driven. but yeah, I think his his two his top two options would have been Church and state and and kill List. but uh he went he went with the crying. um and then obviously Bob did the finale jeremy did the finale jeremy and brian and matthew Mcfadden uh had nailed all of their submissions all three times they've been nominated so uh
0: supporting actress in the drama jennifer cool did *Riva Derchi for white lotus which is the finale elizabeth Becki did couple 31 which is when diana and charles uh divorce finalized their divorce Megan Fahey did Arrivederci, also the finale. Uh, Sabrina Peccatori did Abductions. Aubrey Plaza did That's Amore. Ray Searn did Waterworks. Jay Smith Cameron did Living Plus. And Simona Tabasco did That's Amore.
1: Yeah, no surprises. No. We're going to be hearing these same White Lotus episodes again yes. <laughs> in like five minutes. But um,
0: yeah. I mean, I've been really toying since we last spoke with like this category. Jennifer Coolidge remains like well out in front, but I'm like, at, like definitely idle hands or whatever that word, like whatever that cliche is. And I'm just like, man, what if it is really J. Smith Cameron here? Like just for the sweep, Hotelling. just for the sweeping it out. I was like, I just think Megan Fahey is like really good. And I think people really like her on the show, but I'm also like, they could just be very lazy here and just put Jennifer Coolidge in to win because everybody expects Jennifer Coolidge to win. That said, I, I just do think that Megan Fahey is pretty strong option from the white Lotus as well. And then if J Smith Cameron, even though for the fourth season, she obviously did not have a lot of material. Um, she could just win or maybe Ray wins, which would be great.
1: I think Ray would win under the tape
0: system. I think that's probably true. I the I would put Ray in first. The only reason I would put I think Jay Smith Cameron could win basically is like a coattail because their succession is going to win so much. It feels like.
1: Yeah, I mean I I have her in second just because of that. And and like I also feel like I I can't believe a better call saw so win until i
0: see one <laughs> i mean like i guess like people would say this is it, it would be like the crown right and and she's the tobias menzies then but i think he had more to do he was just at, in it he had more to do in that he and it was a weaker had time.
1: more <laughs> screen time i don't know if he necessarily had like better material but sure. he's like, around
0: more and and the category he was in was decided... Yeah, there,
1: there was no Jennifer Coolidge in that category. And people wanted Michael K. Williams to win.
0: It, Michael K. Williams was definitely being hope-dicted. There was no Jennifer Coolidge. There was no Ray Seahorn. You know what I mean? Like, it was way more competitive. This is way more competitive for J. Smith Cameron to win in a sweep. But I'm just like, I kind of believe it could really could happen. I don't know. I don't know if it will. I'm not ready to move off Jennifer Coolidge, but I'm thinking about it. I it's
1: It's kind of hard to go with jay unless you're just gonna be like succession's gonna just win everything and and then i guess i guess people would also be more willing to predict her if she just had you know slightly more material in the season i mean no they film stuff they just cut it out
0: it feels like I mean, obviously, Living Plus is like her highlight, her main moment. She's in a little bit of church and state, but really not the rest of the season at all. And I think if there were a few more scenes like if she had the same like if she had the same amount of stuff as she did in season three, I'd be a lot more confident predicting her basically.
1: Yeah, I mean, she still she had some stuff in Connor's wedding. Yes. <clears throat> um. But yeah, it's it's. It was that's like basically it and yeah this was really like the only option for her and like that that scene with roman does make for a really great emmy clip awesome you know so and then you know again she's, she's a supporting character so it's it, it's too- she's not in it so much but yeah. like up against like i i think you know with like the oscars too a lot of like frauding like leads frauding and supporting people have a warped idea of what a supporting character actually is like jerry is a supporting character and she's she's not like a, a high supporting character but um i don't know if i would have necessarily nominated her this year but i don't have an issue with her nomination and yeah i i don't know i i think like obviously the safest pick is yeah Jennifer. and then where where's megan in the odds
0: i have it up here let me see scrolling uh megan is in fifth behind aubrey plaza which feels like not not the smartest play to me
1: megan should be ahead of aubrey i feel
0: like it's jennifer coolidge racing or and then those are way ahead and then jay smith cameron aubrey plaza megan Faye, elizabeth dick biggie sabrina peccatori and simona tabasco
1: yeah i feel like megan should be the second white lotus
0: i think so too and i think people who watch the show would put her in second
1: yeah but i understand why aubrey is because i think just general people just predicting uh, and being aubrey plaza stands
0: right she's more famous right. yes supporting actor f Murray abraham did abductions uh nicholas braun did america decides Michael Imperioli did That's more, Theo James did That's more, Matthew McFadden did Hellgate Game Party. Alan Ruck did Rehearsal. Will Sharp did a Irifiderci. And Alexander Skarsgård did Kill List.
1: Oh, dude, the, the same White Lotus episodes.
0: Same White Lotus episodes. Uh, and all the Succession ones feel dead on.
1: Yeah, so, you know, the fun thing about the Succession acting submissions, if you count um, the 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 guest acting nominations. Every episode of season four has been submitted for acting except for Connor's wedding, which tickles me. It's so funny because um, the monsters you have Cherry Jones, Ursel, mm-hmm. Brian, and eldest son. Uh, Connor's wedding nobody. <laughs> Honeymoon states uh, Hiam Bess and Aramoyed Pillis Ace scars eleven plus JSE, tailgate. Sarah, Matthew, Market Sides, Nicholas Braun, Wasabi, Lemon, Lacroix, of course, uh, Trish and State, Karen, Harriet, Walter, and James Cromwell with open eyes. Jeremy Strong. But if you include writing and directing, then obviously Connor's Wedding is part of this group as well. So, so uh, every episode of season four has been nominated across acting, writing, and directing, or not, or submitted, I should say.
0: Were you surprised that? I, rehearsal makes sense for eldest son Connor, Ruck, uh, Connor Roy, Alan Rock, but were you surprised he didn't do Connor's wedding?
1: Oh no, of course, no, never. I always thought he would do rehearsal and he should do rehearsal. Um, I know some people thought he should do Connor's wedding, but I think the moment that people really responded to was the karaoke scene in rehearsal when he's like
0: Needy love sponges.
1: Yeah, Needy love sponges. It's a superpower. He doesn't need love.
0: So he has that great you know it would have been a connor's wedding would have would have been a great submission for uh for uh willa yeah
1: Yeah. i mean her options really were only that and rehearsal like her conversation on the
0: stairwell with or tell um, i mean you could do honeymoon states because she has the great scene with uh, with Yom.
1: yeah that's really that's really brief though
0: but i would say connor's wedding would have been hers but she didn't get nominated had to find room for another white lotus person
1: um but yeah these are i don't know again like with the white lotus guys i'm not really hot on them this season so i'm like sure these these are totally adequate submissions yes that makes sense
0: i mean uh, i think if it was a tape who would you put to win here matthew obviously oh, but if yeah, it wasn't matthew. matthew if matthew wasn't here who would win
1: Um, mm, I think a lot of White Lotus fans want to bullshit Drop to win, but I don't think so. Again, um, I mean Ace Scars has a lot of material. I think it would, it might be between Ace Scars and Eldest Son. I think they just have like, I I think Eldest Son has the most impactful scene. Yeah. Uh, but Ace Guards has more material in
0: Kill List. I think Nick Braun would really rate. That's a great episode for him and, and Greg. Because you have not only just the Wasabi uh, LaCroix, but you have the great scene in the hallway with... Uh, what's her face? Kendall's yes. assistant, Jess. Uh, that's amazing. That's like a great episode for her too. But obviously she's not getting nominated.
1: Yeah, but like he wouldn't win under... The tape system. Um, no, I
0: don't think he would win, but I think he'd be like competitive. I think Alex I, I mean, Smartart I still
1: like, like in real life, like now, I still think like all four succession guys are ahead of the White Lotus guys.
0: Yeah. Pretty sure I have that ranked like that as well. Uh, the other ones, Joyce, we could do were uh, limited series. Limited, but, but it's just
1: supporting people because the leads submit the whole show.
0: And I gotta say, when I watch a limited series Joyce, I don't really pay attention to the episode titles. I'm just gonna come out. And oh, say
1: same, it. yeah.
0: Just watch the show, and it's like a long movie to me because uh, that's a lot. It's a
1: ten-hour like movie. I don't like ten-hour movies. I don't
0: it's like, like ten-hour movies. A lot of these, a lot of these hour series episodes. feel like ten-hour movies. Ten episodes, uh, in the season. So Murray Barlett did "Welcome to Jeffendale" for uh, "Leeches." Paul Walter Hauser did uh, "You Promised" from "Blackbird." Richard Jenkins did uh, Lionel from "Monster." Joseph Lee did the drama of original choice from beef uh, Ray Liotta did hand to mouth for Blackbird young Zeno did just not all at the same time for beef and Jesse Plemons did do no evil from love and death
1: yeah I had to look up like what these were
0: so what'd you find out
1: well so Mary did the one uh, when he takes the the show to New York
0: this would be a great way for them to be listed, actually, in thing. Like, friend style. The one with...
1: Oh, the one with, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's a great way to describe these, because I don't think people yeah. would know these by name. <laughs>
1: um And then PWH did the finale. Good episode for him. Mm-hmm. Um The Richards was... I mean, this was an obvious choice for him, because it's named after his character. <laughs> right. That helps. Um Joe... That one is, like, at, when he gets beat up at the end by um, Danny, Steven. Um And then Ray, this one, which one, I forgot what number this one was. But he didn't have a lot of options either, so this one was, like, mm-hmm. I think, was this the one when he threw up, or he, he like, got sick, I think? I don't remember. Um, and then Young, that's the one in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And Jesse Plemons, who is like basically last in this race, uh, do you know evil is the the fourth one? And that's um like after uh the murder, and then at the end he confesses or he calls the cops to confess that he had an affair with with candy. Um so we like totally fine submissions i think again they don't matter um i i still think pwh is the front runner and he might just be like a default winner i think well. he's the
0: front runner but i still can make a strong case for young Mazzino, and i'm gonna go down with that ship
1: you can but i'm just like not gonna even think about that
0: the problem is this is a category that maybe they're just not gonna think about and in yes, that case which
1: has been my argument so
0: <laughs> paul walker would be the winner i think they could think about we just have no there's like i just think that he he is not faced off like a lot against a lot of these people right for, for in the winter awards when he won and so he could just be a default winner because he won previously And like you said maybe they're just not thinking about this but if they do maybe they go with the show they like the most
1: I, I just think like like had Blackbird gone into series, I don't think anyone would be questioning it that much.
0: No, I think that's but, true.
1: Um, I think it's valid to question it since it did not. And, you know, it they did not like the show that much. But again, it's just the actors voting for the winners and the actors like the show because it got three acting nominations. Um, I just feel like you know, like I said, like what two weeks ago, like he's he feels like he'll just be another Ben Wishaw, right um, you know, not from a series nominee, but he had enough juice to cross the line like they both won the globe. um and and then there just was not enough passion for the other nominees, uh, enough for one of them to topple him. and I mean, you like you had that with also like Patricia Arquette, really, like, I guess that's more of like an upset because people thought it it would be Patricia Clarkson for Sharp Objects, but they didn't care about Sharp Objects. And um, I mean, you could even say like, you know, when when Regina King won for American Crime (laughs) back to back years, like, you know, they just kind of like this person or um they were the front runner I mean Regina was not the front runner like coming off of things like Ben was but it it just kind of feels like that where um Paul will just kind of coast to a win in a way
0: yeah I mean it makes sense I guess yeah like I just don't I mean
1: like I I, like if, if he lost I wouldn't be shocked but I I think it's just I'm not gonna overthink it right so
0: Uh, Supporting Actress, uh, Limited Series, Annaleigh Asher did Welcome to Chippendales. February 31. Maria Bello did The Great Fabricator for Beef. Claire Danes did Me Time. Uh, Juliette Lewis did Paper is Paper from Welcome to Chimpanels. Camilla Marone did Daisy Jones 6 Rock and Roll Suicide, which is the finale. Niecy Nash Betts did Cassandra and Merritt Weaver is TBA, Joyce.
1: Um, You know, I watch all of Tiny Beautiful Things and I'm like, I... She was great in it. I I don't remember. They all blend together the episodes.
0: That's the problem with these. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But obviously the person here with the best tape is Claire, who would win in a landslide in the tape system.
0: And I feel like she's still going to win. She's still in second in our odds uh, behind Nisi.
1: I think it's between the two of them. So
0: it seems that way. Um, Camilla Moroni has a great tape too. She's in the finale. It's like, she's got the,
1: I mean, that final scene just kind of makes people cry. So
0: yeah, that's good, yeah. Uh, and that's it, Joyce, for the the ballots. Anything else? I mean, for the submissions, anything else? Did you have thoughts uh, on
1: on the submissions? Yes. Yeah. No.
0: Should we do <laughs> emails? We have a few emails. I gotta say, maybe because like people are a little little strung out on the Emmys, but gotta send in more stuff about the Emmys, guys. Please email us. Look, no one because, knows like, what they girls.
1: are, so it's like.
0: No, what one knows it who they are. About. We've been talking about the same stuff for months. But come up with a new question. Slugfest at goldderby.com if you want to email us. Uh, we have a few questions. Uh first up is from Brad, uh, who writes Hi Joyce and Chris, I love the 2000s Oscar playbacks. Keep them coming. Looking forward to the no country for old men. There will be blood here. Well, Brad, good news. That's coming. These are great. We're loving them.
1: Yeah, we did that one. We recorded
0: it weeks ago. We recorded what we, we said. We record a lot of these early, uh, but they're a lot of fun. And you could listen to them and watch them on Yeah, our we're network. almost
1: done. We only have one more left to record. We're
0: recording. We have one more left to record that will not air until later in, the, in August. But uh, it's been great. This has been a lot of fun, a lot of decent movies. And we're going to keep talking about those movies. I can't wait. Uh, then he writes on the Emmy front. I was very happy that Kerry Russell, Jessica Williams, and Jay Morrison got recognized for their work on new shows this season. But I'm confused at how relatively poorly the Peacock shows did in nominations. They had a good slate of potential nominees, especially the Traders and Alan Cumming. Do you think that the Academy is ignoring Peacock like it does Paramount Plus? And would any of those shows have done better if they had run on NBC proper or actually another streamer more likely? Then he has another question, but let's do that first. Um, Yes. <laughs> if it was on NBC, if 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 P- if, if Poker Face is on NBC and just existed as an NBC show, do you think it would have gotten in series?
1: I think it would need to see the same type of response that This Is Us had. You know, I don't know. I don't know if it's like a direct like corollary from like the reception it had as a Peacock show to broadcast TV, because mm-hmm. it did have a, a good reception as a Peacock show, but I think for broadcast shows it it would need to be a moment like this is us was when it premiered i know it's a different time because that was 2016 when it premiered <laughs> but i think it, it would need kind of like that that response to to me i think it if, if it had kind of like a, the response it got as a streaming show on peacock on nbc i think we would have just been like Oh, Natasha could get in, but maybe not series, whereas like a lot of people were expecting a series nomination um, for poker face as a Peacock show, because it felt like it really broke through or it was a breakthrough for Peacock. And they were campaigning it heavily. Mm -hmm. You know? So yeah, but I but if it were on like another streaming platform or um, a more visible streaming platform i think it could have gotten in
0: to series i think it was on netflix i think it would have
1: oh yeah like anything on netflix you, you have to think about putting into series
0: it's got to so, get the netflix bump
1: yeah i mean like i don't know like what do you think like do you think it would have done
0: better I, I think it did like the thing I, i'm like what would it have gotten because of the way it, it, it got natasha leone so she would have gotten in anyway it maybe would have gotten serious if it was on NBC or more likely if it was on Netflix. Cause I'm like, if you look at the series, not a lot, like jury duty would have gotten in anyway, because it was a passion pick. And then Wednesday is in there because it was the biggest show, right? Like that's kind of what you would maybe argue. And so I don't know if poker face would have even gotten in. I don't think it would have beaten jury duty.
1: No. Cause jury duty was, it is a passion pick and word of mouth.
0: And And Wednesday, I think, would have gotten in anyway, too, because it was such a big hit. So I was like, no matter what Poker Face is on this year, it wouldn't have gotten in series, probably. It got Natasha. Maybe would have gotten a writing or directing nomination like we expected, maybe. And then, but I don't think so, based on like the list, because like we said, those are also- Yeah, I never really believed
1: that it it would get into writing or directing. I know people were predicting Ryan Johnson for both. I'm like, I don't- really and, think so and
0: yeah. then for guests it maybe would have gotten one other i mean I, but again competitive and the way the show is it's like hard to pick maybe and there's not a lot of consensus so i i don't know if it would have done markedly better on another platform i think traders probably would have gotten in if it was like a bravo show though <laughs> right or something i don't know
1: yeah i i don't know um yeah i i think it, it just sucks for peacock because like, you know, no one was really expecting Girls Five Eva to get into comedy series, you know. And it managed a writing nomination, which was good. But then this feel like this was really their time to break through, but it just kind of confirmed that no one's or like the the voters are not really watching Peacock.
0: Do you think if this is, this is the double-edged sword. I mean, I think Jury Duty was helped by, like we said, like being a very big passion pick and coming out like at the right time where it wasn't too long ago, but it had enough runway to get people excited about the show. There was a good response around Poker Face, but it was a million years ago, basically. You think if it was out in April, it would have made a difference for it. I don't think so, but maybe it was, maybe if it was out in April plus on Netflix, I could bend myself into thinking that it maybe could have gotten in, but I don't think so.
1: No, because I I thought like, its early release would be beneficial to it it came out in january like we've we've seen how the spring releases have flopped right like because people don't have time to watch a million shows and a lot of the earlier releases did better so it aired from january to march and it's like hour-long episodes it's pretty long episodes like jury duty is short it's just 30 minutes an episode so like i thought like it it, it had, like, things lined up for it, right? Like, it had, like, good critical and public and also, like, industry response. Like, like, famous people were tweeting about it, commenting on it. And then you have a lot of famous guest stars on the show. And then, so, like, it ending in March before a lot of these other, you know, hopefuls premiered even. Like, it gave people time to catch up on it if they had heard about it and had not had time to watch it and then they were campaigning it too throughout the spring so it had enough runway to pick up new uh viewers you know and yeah. i mean i guess you could say you know maybe they did watch and just didn't like
0: it <laughs> True. that's the other thing we don't know yeah. uh, and then his last brad's last question why do you think none of the daisy jones songs got nominations i don't remember the submission list maybe were there are too many good choices from one show what do you think? I think a
1: three. That, we talked about this last week. When I we think did that our,
0: category needs a honeycomb as a nominee. We did talk about this last week. And yes, I do think. Uh,
1: they submitted I, a three. I don't know which three. I don't remember.
0: Well, honeycomb but. is definitely one. I think that should have gotten nominated. If they submitted just the one, I think it would have gotten in.
1: Yeah, they submitted too many.
0: Uh, next up, we have Caleb. Switching gears, Joyce. Caleb emailed us at slugfest at com. We're so excited to email. Emailed us from a mobile device. I love that. Wow. Yeah was listening probably and just was like, I got an email. Kayla writes, hi, Joyce and Chris. I adore your show and I've tuned in every week the past couple of years. Hmm. I want to hear your guys' thoughts on Barbie and Oppenheimer. Did you like the movies and which one was better in your opinion? Joyce, we're going to do our early early re- redo early Oscar picks later in August. So I'm sure we'll talk about these then, but we saw both these movies. Yeah, we saw them together. I- I've actually seen them both twice now i have not no what were your thoughts joyce
1: um love them both <laughs> um great huge fan of barbenheimer and uh you know not a fan of the the inane discourse of course now of course
0: i, I guess it. the thing the thing I, I love them both also i think they're far and away and i've not seen everything this year but I so like I still haven't seen like past lives. That's on my list. I am going to see it before we do our redo our Oscar early Oscar picks. Um, but that being said, far and away the two best movies of the whole year for me, like without a doubt, uh, and they both delivered. It's hard to imagine with all the hype and like buildup that they actually delivered, and then they did. That's like the best part to me.
1: Yeah, and I so uh, I saw so I think the correct order is barbie first and then oppenheimer but we both saw the reverse order mm-hmm. but having seen that order i think it should be barbie first and then oppenheimer because barbie asks do you guys ever think about dying so you gotta end with oppenheimer yes and um but i mean and you know how i feel about long movies oppenheimer is a three-hour movie but it doesn't feel like it
0: it moves so well it actually so well edited it It ruined to me it has ruined three hour movies because I'm gonna be watching them this fall, certainly, and I could think of one that I've seen already and go, why does it not feel like Oppenheimer? Why is it not moving? It is so slow, and I'm sitting here dying for three and a half hours. uh, this is just quick. it really moves,
1: yeah um, like. it it doesn't like like I, I I took my friend to the screening and we both came out like like we knew going in was three hours and it was like that that was like a fast three hours and it's like we could watch it again and even though it's like you know the ending is is so heavy but it's just like wow that that was a great fucking time and then it's it's like we so we we kind of talked about this a little bit in our oscars playback pre-record the other day so we're just repeating
0: ourselves but that's gonna come out later (laughs) i would say like uh but
1: um yeah I don't even know what I was gonna say Well but- I was gonna
0: say with Barbie I feel like another one for the length every movie feels not even just three hour movies every movie feels like it's too long now right like <laughs> no matter what it, it's like every movie feels like it's 20 minutes too long or there's just one other thing and Barbie I think could have easily been like over two hours and like had too much and to me it, another movie that is like the perfect length for what it is. It actually doesn't drag. And yeah, I was just like really in love with that as well. I think that bound ba- like that one, it really works. And it worked better for me the second time, because the stuff I found like with Barbie and I greatly enjoyed it. But the first time I was like, man, the Will Ferrell stuff just is a total whiff. I just found that Mattel whole sequence, like kind of like baffling. And then even the intro, because so much of it is like the marketing I was just like, come on, wrap it up. But in the second time, I was like, oh, it actually works. And the Will Ferrell stuff even made me laugh a couple of times.
1: Um, yeah, I think like in Barbie, the the weakest stuff is still the human stuff. Like, yeah. I I think they needed a, like a little bit more material with uh, America Ferrera and Ariana Greenblatt. But yeah, like I I like that it was not over two hours because, like you said, it could have easily been over two hours, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. And um, yeah, it was I I. It was just like a nice three-act movie, and then like with like Oppenheimer, I, you know, it's it's like a biopic, but it's such an entertaining biopic because it's not your straightforward like you know, copied from Wikipedia, chronological. Uh, obviously, it's not going to be chronological because it's Christopher Nolan, mm-hmm. but the way he reassembled everything, and then like the dual timelines, and then also adding like a quote-unquote mystery. <laughs> to it too and then like threading everything together by the end was great and um yeah I I love them both so it's it's just like yeah like you said it's kind of crazy that they both delivered and they're both huge successes and then I said this other day when we were recording like to me the more mind-boggling thing is not Barbie about to hit one billion worldwide Cause like, I felt like it was always going to be successful no matter what, but like Oppenheimer is going to hit like 800, 900, right? Like, like for that type of movie, that's wild.
0: It's it's, <laughs> it's lunacy. It really is. And I'm sure we'll be talking about both of these movies, like most of the year now, I think, especially from award standpoint, which I guess we can get into later, but they're both a great time at the movies. I I highly enjoyed it.
1: I mean, you know, Biden saw it.
0: He said it was a compelling film. Yeah, it was
1: compelling. He saw it on vacation in Delaware. So Oliver Stone loves it.
0: It's been compared to JFK. I don't think totally accurately, but it does have some JFK in it, and it certainly does feel like a movie that Oliver Stone could have made uh, in his heyday.
1: Yeah, um, not as good.
0: And I love Oliver Stone. Well, like he
1: said, like he 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 turned it down because yeah. he couldn't figure out how to adapt it, and he thinks chris figured it out so
0: pretty great yeah. it's a great time a great time to like movies i guess those are that's our thoughts on on barbenheimer
1: yeah but then you know of course they're just gonna learn the wrong lessons from it as we also said the other day so
0: i will be i will be curious to see like like you were saying we did not talk about this the other day the, this the, the discourse around these movies is already uh, pretty 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 uh media illiterate i would say and i'm wondering uh how that will play out when we're doing like later in when we do the Oscar, when everybody's got to be mad at the movies, you know, like when we get to like November, December, January, and everything sucks and we got to make villains out of these Oscar movies or whatever. I'll be curious to see how the Barbie and Oppenheimer uh, haterade kind of like swings back around.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it'll probably just be more of the same, but they're for both films. Like they're just all baseless. Like a lot of them, I feel like you're just tweeting those two tweeters to manufacture a narrative against the film. And like some, sometimes I see these like tweets. I'm like, did you even actually see the film?
0: Potentially not. I don't think you need to. I don't. One of the things that's great about tweets or now posts. Yeah, posts or you can repost. We're reposting. One of the things I love about posts is that there's no requirement to do or know anything about what you're writing.
1: Oh, absolutely not. We love authoritative ignorance on X.
0: <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great platform. Yeah. So It works so well. I love looking at the, the logo. It's a wonderful place to see. the mm-hmm. When I woke logo.
1: up the other day and the app turned black with a white X, so I'm like, here we go.
0: Just great. The uh-huh. thing is, I wish he would have just shut it off. Just put us out of our Uh, mind.
1: I mean, that will eventually
0: happen. Hopefully. I can't wait. Uh, Every day. Like I've definitely said this before. I'm like, Ben Affleck and go to a hunting. Every day I wake up and hope that the app will not work.
1: Maybe you just need to go get some Dunkin' and then drive up to a house.
0: (laughs) That would be it. And then it would be great. And there's
1: like, there's no X inside. I mean, they already took down the X from the building, so.
0: Ah, all right. Joyce, we're going to wrap up here. We'll be back next week. I guess that we could talk maybe more category specific next week or something. I'm sure we'll find something good to talk about as voting gets ready to open. Be so Maybe
1: there'll be an actual date next week.
0: <laughs> hope springs, hope springs eternal. All right, bye. <laughs> For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at goldderby.